Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the 201st episode of the Brewers Podcast. Last week we celebrated 200 episodes and now it's the countdown to our final episode ever. <laughs> right? Yeah, yes. sure. Yeah, sure. We, just, we don't know We don't know what number that is, but like, I guess we could, should we start? We could always re- be counting down to it. Yeah, we're always counting down to our final episode. We're yeah. sick of it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, but thank you, everyone who listened last week to our episode with Counterweight. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Matt, super knowledgeable. Super duper. He, he said that I had a nice question a couple times, and sometimes I don't know if it's a good question or not. So I mean, they're just saying that because like, it's like a buzz term, I feel like. And I was like, oh, great question. You suck. <laughs> <laughs> that's like what says it in right, the back right, of your head. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> our episode today, I hope we get a lot of, that's a really good question. Or fuck, maybe like, fuck you. That's terrible. No, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe we'll just know what to Lead do. with every answer with, that's a really good question. So we <laughs> oh, please don't. Oh, my God. We get so old. <laughs> but, uh, Erica, where are we today? We are at Front, Pro- Front Porch Brewing. <coughs> Front Porch Brewing. Yeah. I can't speak right now. I like Apparently. their beer. We're drinking right now. I'm drinking a Cherry Party Gal. Are you? Yeah, yeah. Five oh, that's great. 5.3% sour ale. 5.3%. Yeah. I don't think you're drinking. I don't think no, you I are. I think you are. <laughs> no, you're not. I gave you are. <laughs> you're doing the What did you give me? We, oh, shit. Oh, shit. My love lies patiently. No. Oh. oh. Everybody's drinking the quantum funk. Okay, you know oh. what? You know what's funny? I love funny? it. I love quantum funk. You know what's it's really great. funny that you mentioned? I was like, everyone's beer does look the same. So I was super <laughs> fucking confused. I thought that too, but I was yeah. like, it's I a, don't know. It, uh, yours is Never Ryan's. Yeah. Ryan got yeah, the pills there. This is a beautiful, like, guava color. It's delicious. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we are just, you know, enjoying our time in Connecticut and a lot of people have been super awesome. And I think the Connecticut beer scene's rad. Yeah. That's why we're here. For- well, we were here for pizza. That, that's I was here point. for pizza. We came for beer pizza and then we're like, oh, there's breweries down there. Yeah. We're changing gears <laughs> for pizza podcast now. Yeah. So everyone yeah. really wants to learn about the history of pizza cheese and <laughs> sauce, pizza right? Pizza cheese. Huh? Nowhere better to start than the pizza capital of the world. Is that, is, is this considered the pizza capital Haven, of the maybe. world? Yeah. New Haven. You think of the world, though? Not like Italy? Uh, Dave, like, Dave Portnoy said it, so. He Ooh. said a lot of things that we probably shouldn't get into either, so like. That's also very true. Yeah, so. All right, well. Well, anywho. Yeah. Yep, cool. Um, <laughs> we always start the podcast by asking our guests their roles at the brewery, so why don't you introduce yourselves first so people know the beautiful voices behind the mics <laughs> and uh, the role at the brewery and first memory of beer. My name is Tiffany Elrich. I'm the co-owner of Front Porch Brewing with Ryan Wojtek sitting here to my right. Um, my job title, uh, I would say I do everything. I uh, wash the toilets, I make the beer, I work on the labels, I submit things to the government and the state. Yeah, uh, that sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you told everything. us you have a thousand roles. <laughs> yeah, I do. I yeah. have literally a thousand roles. Yeah. I would like a list of those. Yeah, God, please. you would never want to see that. <laughs> And my name's uh, Ryan Wojtek, uh, also co-owner of Front Porch with Tiffany. Um, geez, roles, yeah, kind of the same, everything from brewing operations to managing our contracts at, you know, our outsourced locations to managing our cooperage, cleaning the tap lines, yeah, cleaning the trench drains, a lot of cleaning. A lot of cleaning yeah. here. You could just yeah. call Breweries. Yeah. Janitor. Started and ended with cleaning. So I think, yeah, yeah. we're just janitors. <laughs> janitors. <laughs> I love it. A lot it. of picking up. Yeah. Picking up after people. Uh, <laughs> yeah. First memory of beer. Oh, man. That's tough. I remember being 20 years old and being illegally served 
a blue moon. Oh, delicious. Did you have a little, and I'd never had beer. Did you have the, really? The orange never. in it? Was there an orange in it? There was an orange in it. I, never, I was super like straight edge growing up. I was okay. like super. Do you, have, do you have straight edge tattoos? <laughs> no. All right. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I, never, I have some stupid fucking tattoos. Yeah. I'm very happy. I never got some. You don't have the X's on it? X's on oh. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I grew up really into like the, the local music, kind of like hardcore scene. DIY like, stuff. Community. Yeah. 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 Um, I woke up one day and I was like, beer looks cool, man. I don't know if I can try beer. <laughs> I literally like had no clue what anything was. <laughs> I, I tried a blue moon thinking like, oh, it's going to be like orange juice. I took a sip. I was like, this is the fucking worst thing <laughs> I've ever had. I Have you had one since? It. Sold. <laughs> uh, yeah. Is it still the worst? The it worst, is. no, but the it, best, no. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're <laughs> I end up like drinking a cider or something. And then I was just like, whatever, alcohol is alcohol. I really don't care about anything. And then I had a Unibrew Le Fin du Monde. Oh, shit. Uh, Belgian triple. And that was the first time I was just like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. This That's is beer? beer. Yeah. It's yeah, awesome. It's like 9% and like it's got all these different flavors and complexity that I've never tried in a beer. And then literally it was like I hit the ground running and I was just like, what else does Unibrew make? What other breweries, you know, are like them? What other Belgian triples are there? And then just like, we'd just be going to the store or going to the bar, any opportunity. And the only thing I ever wanted to do was try different. You know, I didn't, never wanted to go back. I never wanted to try. Oh, I already had that. Like, I, I can't drink that again. <laughs> Did you get obsessed? Oh, you're one of those. <laughs> Once, yeah. No, it's the complete opposite where it's like, just give me like a comfortable, like good, solid, consistent option. Like yeah. Yeah. Sea Hag from New England mm -hmm. or even like Headway from Counterway yeah. or, you know, our Pilsner is like my... My baby that Ryan's sipping Aww. over there. Did you get in super into uh, those high IBU beers back in the day? Uh, yes and no. I mean, we uh, back as homebrewers would like just try to fuck around and see how many hops we can yeah. compile into one little glass carboy, and it, it never worked out. Well. <laughs> how you can kill your taste buds in thirty seconds? Exactly. Yeah, yeah I think Dogfish One Twenty West Coast like style IPAs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. a book. <laughs> uh, Tiffany, what about yourself? Um, my first memory of beer. I was, I think, like, five or six, and my mom left a Budweiser on the side of her toilet. Like, she had her own bathroom. <laughs> oh, fun. And I used to, like, to, like, you know, just go in there and see what was up. And uh, I found it, and I just started drinking it while I was peeing, and I fell asleep on the toilet. <laughs> my mom found me. So, obviously, we have a very similar story. Yeah. So, yeah. But back then, Budweiser cans did look a lot like Coca-Cola cans. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Fair. They Fair. still do. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. <laughs> uh... So like when we heard how you fell in love with craft beer, why did you, why did you fall in love with craft beer? Or when did you? Or when? Um, I'd say like probably like 2009, 2010. Yep. I was living in Boston and there was a lot more craft beer. The scene was just starting really there. Sam Adams was big. Harpoon was just starting out. Yep. Um, and then like Connecticut, I moved back home to Connecticut and there were probably like two craft beer bars in the state and I worked at one of them. And from there, it was just like really like learning how to um, express yourself with something like beer, trying out new recipes when you're a home brewer, mimicking things, but then changing things. Yeah. Say the first time I really fell in love with it would probably be like we made a <clears throat> a beer called Crepuscular, which was like a runoff of a stout, and we soured it, and so it was like this beautiful what? like like brown translucent sour stout, and it that's was awesome. so beautiful. Yeah, just that's probably when I fell in love with it. How'd you get into homebrewing, both of you? Experimenting. Yeah, yeah, yeah just honestly, working in the industry. We I feel like we would like, you know, just be drinking beers or hanging out and we would go to like a package store and, you know, we like fell in love with sours. I think yeah. that's like what was our kind of our, we started with two additional partners back in the day. It was four of us and cumulatively we all were just like, what 
like what different kind of sours yeah. can we get? We would, we were like obsessed with like New England brewing at the time. It was like you know now you can get sours every day of the week. Like, yeah, every brewery almost. Um, years ago, it was like New England would do one release. They have their Weiss, Weiss Trash Culture Berliner Weiss, <laughs> and it's great. like just a traditional <laughs> three and a half percent. <clears throat> excuse me, um, you know German weeded sour. Um, and we would just go and like line up around the corner and get like literally as many cans as you possibly. They would let you. We'd like literally run back to the car and like crack them in the, the tailgate. And, like, drink it. We're, like so excited over this one That's beer. So funny. And like yeah, like I said, like at the time it, that was like a, a summer release that they did it once a year. That was it. There was really no other breweries doing it at the time. We would go to like you know, there's a package store around the corner from the brewery. We'd go there and just pick up like any Belgian, German, any import bottles that they had, anything that was like even resembled like funky, let alone sour. Yeah. Then it got to the point where we were just like, why don't we just like try to make sour beer so we can like, because oh, we were sitting there, I remember one of the first times we decided it was like, we want it like, well, you imagine a sour beer with kiwi in it. And we we're just like, never fucking heard of that. Yeah. We've seen that before. So like the first thing we did was just like figure out how to make sour beer. And then we threw a shit ton of kiwis right in it. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like our creation, our creations really resembled like what we wanted to drink, but we couldn't find. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Or things that we were thinking of. Cause I like, think that's really why we started homebrewing. Yeah. yeah. So, so now were you guys homebrewing together to start or at what point did you guys. Like how'd your yeah. path cross? Yeah. yeah. I think we all, including the other two that, you know, started the company. We like, I, I, brewed a, a, a terrible brown ale on my stovetop by myself when I was like first getting really into it and then we were like Tiff was saying she was working at a beer bar in New Haven I was also working at one right down the street that was a little newer um, and one of the other old partners was working with me and same thing with the other partner at the other bar and we kind of all just like we were like a collective, I yeah. think. It was like yeah. much more affordable if you do it with like four people splitting right. the cost mm-hmm. of home yeah, brewing. Of course. Definitely. And we were pumping out beers like one every week, it felt like, or even sometimes two times a week. And it wasn't even like intentional. Like we didn't sit down and go like, all right. It was organic. We're going to brew two times a week. We're going to start yeah. a business off this. It was kind of like, it just kept happening. And then yeah. eventually got to the point where we were doing it so much and we started doing some like beer fests where they had like a homebrew section and we we're getting just oh, amazing awesome. feedback, especially on the sour beers. So we we're like... Fuck it. All right. <laughs> Maybe we have something here. Yeah, let's look for a spot or something. And then yeah. that's how we ended up here. <laughs> so no formal training? No. No, no we faked it. Lots of, yeah. Yeah. Oh, lots of books. Lots of books, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> any books you want to shout out? Um, American Sour. Yeah. Was it American I mean, Sour Ales, I think is the name mm-hmm. of it. It's great. Um, yeah. The whole series, uh, I, f- I forget who the it's author is. It's like the Hops, is. Water, Grain. Yeah. Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hops, mm-hmm. Water, uh, was it? Yeah, Barley, um, and Yeast. The Yeast yeah. Book. The Yeast Book. Um, I think like stands out the most to me, like taught me a ton, yeah. a ton, especially like whether it's sour or clean beer, just uh, like viability and harvesting and all like the really, really important things that, you know, sometimes can get looked over or not, you know, uh, not um, appreciated or mm-hmm. not appreciated, uh, not uh, as much attentive to not detail. known or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not as serious, not as serious yeah. taken, I guess. And I, yeah. That book really opened my eyes to be like, oh shit, like that's a living culture creature you got to take care of right you can't you know the tiniest speck of dust can get in there and you whole thing's ruined <laughs> right. kind of thing yeah so those yeah. yeah i think those books definitely did a lot for me yeah also our community too like we had a lot of people i think the craft beer industry in connecticut was so small when it started out mm-hmm. because we all knew each other um well like even 2011 you couldn't soar 
serve pints, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. At a, yeah. At a brewery, yeah. yeah. You would just like tip them $20 and you're like, keep filling up that taster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In England Brewing used to have such a long line, you would just stand in the line to get your growlers fills that you had to take home, but they would give like little tiny, like two ounce, you know, uh, little Samples. sippy cups. Yeah. yeah. And the line was so long, you would have, by the time you get to the end of the line, it's like you can probably get through a good handful of the, of the, of the offerings. <laughs> yes. And they're super cool people. So they would just like, you know, keep going. Keep going. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, you weren't drinking pints, but at least you were able to like get a buzz. Enjoy yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. So, especially when we were going there, like so amped up. You know what I mean? Like Fuzzy Baby Ducks, their Citra IPA. Oh, at we've the heard. Time. <laughs> yeah, we'd be like sitting there and be like, oh my God, like you just getting like a sip of it. It's just like, oh, like, obsessed. <laughs> People are like losing their fucking mind. It was, it's cra- it was crazy. It was honestly, it's like in my mind, looking back at it now, like definitely just a different time yeah. in beer, you know? I don't want to say it's like do you miss too that? saturated. Uh, yes and no. I would say yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I definitely miss the aspect of, you know, that. Uh, anticipation underground kind of maybe mm, yeah I would yeah. say like things were a little less like um, corporate yes yeah <laughs> spick and span I would say yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. 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 we also like to think you know a lot of the reasons think we have those like big spick and span those brews that have a lot of money behind them are also were a big help into the reason why you could now come into a place like this and drink a pint you know and yeah. only be able to get beer to go mm. So it's kind of a double-edged sword where it's like, yeah, I miss those old days of being able to like go to New England and like we're shaking in anticipation just for this like one growler of an IPA, you know, which right. is so silly to look <laughs> back on now. But then, you know, if it wasn't for everything that's happened since, we'd probably still just be going to get growlers anywhere, you know? Right. Yeah. And is that kind of the vibe that you're going for? That kind of back then, that feel? I would hope so, yeah. I mean, I feel like everything we put out, we we try to put out with like an emphasis on like, you know, this is literally like us, you know, like we try to mm-hmm. project ourselves yeah. into, oh, 100%, into, our beers, yeah. into our names as far as like, even like our, our pe- the people that come into our tap room, you know, we distribute, we try to sell as much as we can outside of the brewery. But I think our heart is really like in the interactions and like the dealings that we have, like right here in our yeah. tap room, you know, the people that come in every Thursday, right. You know, like someone comes in, yeah, yeah. we have one guy that comes in every Thursday and like, you know, he'll drink whatever's new. And then I remember him coming in once, uh, Jer, and we had just put out like a new batch of our, our Pilsner and he was like, Oh my God, you have the Pilsner back. And I was just like, I've never seen someone so excited <laughs> for, for a Pilsner. Pilsner. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, made my heart so full. You that know, is like, awesome. They brew like the craziest stouts and IPAs and, even the sours, you know, just the stuff that's like super popular now. But like when you get someone that's like genuinely excited just because it's a good beer that they're familiar with yeah. or had such a good experience with previously, that's like really what like yeah. sells it for me. That makes, is awesome, it though. It. It's yeah. the best feeling. Yeah, definitely. So I'm curious to know about when brewing became less of a hobby and more of a career aspiration. But we have a word from our sponsors. So, Ryan, take it away. Cue up the sponsor machine. <laughs> On sound. <laughs> Did you know that your favorite Massachusetts breweries use hops from a local family-owned hop farm right here in Massachusetts? Our friends over at Four Star Farms are there for you whether you're a commercial brewery or a small batch home brewer. Make sure to head over to their website today and get your hands on some of the best and freshest hops available locally. Cheers! Cheers. local homebrew shop beer and wine hobby you can get everything you need to make beer wine cider cheese and more not sure where to start they have knowledgeable staff there to help beer and wine hobby is family owned and located in danvers massachusetts visit their website beer-wine.com and use our promo code brutes for 10 percent off your online order today 
Shirts on Tap is the box subscription service for craft beer lovers. Each month, Shirts on Tap partners up with seven different breweries from across the country and collaborates on a sweet custom shirt design. We've been teamed up with Shirts on Tap since the inception of the podcast and are proud to announce a new promo code for all of our listeners. To get your first shirt for $5 off, go to the link in our description below and use the promo code. And remember, drink better beer, wear better shirts. So I think everyone's goal eventually when you're a home brewer is, I don't know if everyone's goal, <laughs> certainly not my a, goal. A lot of home brewers are like, oh, I can't wait to open a brewery. Yeah. Um, they dream of it anyways, you know? LOL. Yeah. Of course. When I think, it, uh, I think you do anything. Right? right? Anytime you yeah. do anything, like any hobby, you always, you know, whether it's a real dream or aspiration, you always have that in the back of your head. Yeah. Like, what if, you know? Yeah. What was that kind of what if moment for you both? Um, I think it was really when we were getting like some really good feedback at some early beer fests and we were like had lines compared to some other tables that maybe like didn't necessarily have as many you know not in a, a derogatory sense but we just noticed a lot of people were like interested in your beers and after the fact would hit us up like on social media being like hey like how do i get your beers where do i get your beers and i think that really was the first step of like oh, come shit. to my apartment <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then like finding this place too like we've always been here we started here and we're still mm-hmm. here how long have you been open uh, since 2017. Yeah, wow. November yeah, 2017, November. so awesome. just celebrated four years. Congratulations. Congrats. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, so like this space, like we came by this space because New England Cider Company, they're down the street from here. They were actually originally in this location. Uh. And I worked with one of the co-owners at the time and I made cider with them. So I was like, oh, you're leaving. Uh, <laughs> can I get in on this lease? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was actually, the, yeah, it like fell right in our laps because we had like the trench strain was already back there, yes. which is a right. huge yeah, investment. Yeah. And it was already zoned and regulated for manufacturing. We built this whole front half with the bar and everything. They were just making cider to sell. Gotcha. So at the time, you know, like... There's the, no, like, tap space or whatever. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's we kind of we rezoned this whole front half. And, you know, they, they had the cooler in here, but we put the taps in and cleaned it up a little. Yeah. Like, a little more presentable. And, yeah. Um, it was funny. Me and Tiff were both from West Haven at the time. You know, we were living and kind of homebrewing right in West Haven. So naturally, our first thought was like, okay, let's see if there's anything yeah, in available West Haven. locally. And it, there was nothing at the time. There was, <laughs> yeah. Not only there was nothing, but it could, the only places we really looked at, even like Milford, the town over, it just seemed like they didn't want anything like that mm. at the time. Yeah. They were, weren't were really seeing it as like what, you know, breweries are what now, which be? are great local, yeah. you know, businesses. Yeah. And, it's a great resource, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think at the time they are just like, Beer, alcohol. Yeah, we don't get it. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. which I get. You know, like we're talking. What was that? Like twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen? Not even like twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen, maybe. Now they're like first started. We yeah, we homebrewed for like a good few years. Now they're like, please come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh yeah. England Brewing Company is moving there, so it's like funny to me. West Haven, yeah, yeah. Kind of like full circle for us, which is kind of kind of weird. Interesting. (laughs) But yeah, we literally were like to the point where like you know what, maybe this is just like going to be you know homebrew thing for now. And I think like the next day, Seth. Uh, from yeah. the cider company hit up Tiff and was just like hey we're moving down the road like landlord's great he loves us you know everything's already zoned and regulated so yeah. I think it was kind of like a meant to be thing that's awesome yeah. so you guys are still kind of like home brewing yes oh yeah yeah that's he, cool. in this building in uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we brew one barrel batches okay. usually we'll push it up to it's more of like a the yield comes out to like a barrel and a half almost two barrels gotcha you know, really. and you said you're also like selling to bars and things as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you just brew every day? No. So <laughs> I would hell not on earth. Be yeah, right. <laughs> I would literally be dead. Yeah. Um, 
No, we, we so we, we kind of have a really interesting, I guess, like, I don't even want to say business model, but kind of way we function right now, which is a little unique compared to uh, most breweries in the state mm-hmm. where uh, 99% of the stuff we do in-house here is like what you're drinking now, just the very like funky, sour. Gotcha. Um, <clears throat> we, we, the way we brew our sour beers is more a traditional method where we, we infect them with the bacteria that sours them after the fact of brewing. So it's more of a long process, but it yields, in my opinion, a better result of a more uh, unique, more natural, more complex sourness as opposed mm-hmm. to just doing like a kettle sour where you yeah. sour the beer, you boil off all the bacteria, you throw it in the fermenter like any other normal mm. beer. But all you're really doing there is you're pretty much using, not everyone, you know, don't quote me on that. Yes. <laughs> Most places will, you know, just get like a, a straight pitch of the bacteria lactobacillus that use the sour yep. uh, just to bring that pH down. So you get a very clean, you know, organic, not organic, sorry, a very clean, very straightforward, calculated yeah. acidity and flavor profile on like a sour like that. But when you, you introduce those those bugs, those bacterias post-fermentation on the cold side of the aspect, not in the, the kettle, you, you're really kind of opening it up to let them do whatever they want, which yeah. is kind of like almost risky. But at the same time, when we have this tiny little system here, it kind of gives us that. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, gives, it gives us that space. You know, if uh, God forbid something doesn't come out the way we want, it's yeah, it, it always sucks to throw something down the drain. Right. But if we have to, it's not going to like, like not close 30 our doors. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. Then on the other side of the, the equation, we yeah, we work a little bit with a few other uh, local facilities. We've been at um, Overshores, also known as the Beer X in East Haven, for a good couple of years now, since 2018. Um, we mainly were brewing like our IPAs there, um, you know, lagers. A lot of our core stuff, like canning and kegging. So you do a little bit of contract brewing. Yeah. 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 We have a lot of like two different places currently, but we have like uh, collaborations that we've done with a lot of people at the Beer X, like the chocolate sweater you were looking at. Mm -hmm. It's with Holes. So they also are contracting out of Overshores. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Our buddies Hoax Brewing, we're very close with. They're actually like old West Haven friends of ours too. So we like kind of grew up with them. Mm -hmm. They're also kind of like doing a very similar situation to us. Um, then more recently, in the last like year, year and a half, we started uh, working with Twelve uh, Percent Beer Project in North oh, Haven. Oh, cool! Yep. Um, so we've done some collaborations out of there with our buddies from like Abomination, Skygazer, um, Fat Orange Cat, Proclamation. So we got to uh, got to do some pretty cool stuff there. And then we'll also put out like some of our our you know own solo beers mm-hmm. out of there too. We kind of allocated that as more. Now we've got like more specific where we do like a really funky barrel aged wild stuff up here and we do like our hoppy and our like kettle sour very fruited you know kind of hypey sour stuff 12 percent and then we've kind of allocated like all of our our clean like lagers like our pilsner which we try yeah. to always have uh at overshore so kind of like in a, a specific stance at this point but i kind of like it because that like, works yeah that's kind of like our three i think kind of yeah core yeah. focuses is we're always, you know, we always want to have our sours. Uh, IPAs obviously are still very popular. I'm going to make sure we have that. And then pretty much uh, big stouts. Yeah, I'd say like it's surprising to me how many breweries in Connecticut contract brew. Um, like the other day I picked up Berlinetta, their lo- mm-hmm. one of their loggers, being contract brewed at Thimble Island. But yeah. similar <laughs> idea. Like, yeah. you know, it's like There's yeah. nothing wrong with it. No, yeah. there's like you're small. And so like you can, you know, fulfill the needs for the tap room, but to actually get your stuff out there, you know. Yeah, without contract having to buy a massive helps. system yeah. or yeah. whatever else. Yeah, because they definitely, Affordable. they're on the smaller yeah. scale. I really want to go check them out. I've heard awesome yeah. things. I've yet to try in their beer, unfortunately. But um, yeah, they have a tiny little setup. I heard they like brew there you know full time all the time and they'll sell like their kegs out of there and then yeah for like their cans and stuff they they do the contracts which is yeah kind of 
very, very similar to what we yeah. try to do. Yeah. So it sounds like you guys are pretty open or cool down with, if you will, uh, collaboration brews. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We're very, very open. Yeah. I know yeah. that's like a, you know, a hit or miss <laughs> with a lot of other brands. Yeah. Some brands like to like, you know, stick to their brand. Right. They don't want to like blur the lines or uh-huh. they have a very, you know, specific kind of image they want to present. And I respect the shit out of that. Yeah. Like we're kind of like on the other end of it where we're like, you know, let's just like, how weird can we get? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Well, what awesome. are we going to come up with next? Yeah. Like we don't have one set artist for our cans. You know, we kind of yeah. like, we're always changing and it can, you know, I think it, it's again, another double-edged sword where, you, you know, it's always good to have that like familiarity mm-hmm. of your image and your brand and everything. But I also kind of like that. We kind of just like throw a curveball every time. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, definitely. Completely different from the last thing or. What do you love about the collaboration brews? Um, the other brewers that we meet, are, they're, they're always like... Cool. Yeah, yeah. really cool. It really is, yeah. We just become lifelong friends because we're just as weird and kind of like followed the same path, mm-hmm. you know? A lot of, I feel like people in the beer industry have that same path. Like, oh, we're home brewers and oh, we're yeah, in the yeah, yeah. music industry. It's like so many yeah. of you guys are in the music industry. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's all very similar, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, we've made yeah a ton of ton of friends, um, and it's really cool too because then you like, um, you know, like we started working with Abominations. Tiff Tiff knew Josh from Abomination, and then we started hanging out with Josh and Joe, his partner, and then we all like kind of became friends. And then they were friends with uh, Taylor from Skygazer, so I met Taylor from Skygazer through I think Josh when they were yeah. like at the bar together one day, and then I was like you know talking to Taylor, and it's like oh like you're really known for your sours, like we love to do sours too, like let's do a sour together and. That's a, that's kind of the cool part is I really yeah. like about it is like you know it's, everyone's like a segue into like the Someone next person else, it's just one big community yeah, yeah yeah there really is like I've, at least not in my eyes I haven't seen many at least in our state God knows like yeah. where else but like it's I don't all think there's anything else <laughs> yeah it's like really just camaraderie not competition yeah. in my eyes at least I hope. Oh, it's like the drinkers are more of the competitive side yeah literally yeah. than the You're people right. who actually make it yeah. 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 Uh, re-fermentation in the can. Are you ever worried about that with your products? Um, not if they're made out of 12%. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. yeah, I mean, that's that's such a, a, a tough topic because, you know, sometimes that, that has nothing to do with you or your product. That could be just how the the reseller is yeah. handling storing it. it. You know, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. storing True. it. They could, you know, they could get a case of beer and that's totally fine. They could put it in the cooler. It's there for two weeks and they're like, oh, shit, it's not moving. Let's put it on the shelf. Yeah. You know, like... Oh, who put it on the shelf? Put that back in the cooler, and then it's going back and yeah, forth, back, back and forth, back and forth, back forth. And that's yeah. just like literally just like beating the shit out of the beer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you're just like, how how much can I stress this fucking beer out and make it taste <laughs> as worse as possible? Yep. Um. So yeah, I mean, that's never been a, a a huge issue for us. I know we've had like one batch of a beer in the past where I think like just a little bit of residual yeast like hung on yep. in, in the bright tank so when it got packaged it, it sat a little bit and the cans got a little tight and yeah, it is. happens but again like beer is such a living object you know you see like the biggest brewers in the world still sometimes have to like pull shit back or yeah. you know send out like a big notice of like hey listen guys this is <laughs> this beer is perfectly fine it's just not to our standard <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah um yeah it's a living object. You never know what the hell's going to happen with it. It's true. <laughs> so I'm looking at the discography of beer above us. Mm-hmm. Uh, the can art's awesome. So like, who are some of the artists that do the can art? 
Um, I have like, yeah, I kind of deal with all of the artists. Sometimes I do them myself. Like I do majority of the ones that go out of 12%. Um, but I work with them because I don't know, there's like a, like we were born in this weird age where a lot of us learn how to do a lot, a lot of art yep. non-digitally. Mm -hmm. So sometimes I work with a lot of artists who are like doing things that are handmade. Um, so translating that into like illustrator, yeah, redrawing. Yeah. yeah. So it's like always something that has to get reworked. Um, so like I, I just basically go through a lot of local people. We, you know, are constantly like just meeting new people and throwing so many events here that deal with the arts. Like we have the pink flea annually. We just started doing like a Halloween flea market and a lot of those artists are coming here and selling art. So just like finding these people, collaborating and kind of like discussing you know, they always love, I never like telling people exactly what to do because I feel like it limits you a little bit. Yeah. So like giving creative freedom to these people to express themselves and what, like just the name of the beer, I think is like so cool. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I'm never really disappointed with anything that I get. Uh, but sometimes like, you know, you can be a little like stuck creatively just with a line or a phrase. Um, so like working through things like that, I like doing stuff like that with yeah. everyone, but yeah, they're all mostly from Connecticut. Um, Miggs is actually, he works at counterweight in the tasting room. He did a couple of our cans. Um, Maggie does a lot of our stuff. She works for collective arts. She's done stuff at, um, Housatonic, I believe, or is that? Connecticut Valley. I can't remember. Wood, Woodbury. Woodbury. I think. Yeah. yeah, she's done like so she's many done, different yeah. labels. Dockside. I don't know if she's done labels, but I know she like Did the painted their painted, entire. She does oh wow, girls. Oh, very cool. She's literally all over. Super this. talented. Yeah. yeah. We have all the the artwork in between the bathroom on the wall to the left over there. Is yeah, that's like our personal stuff. She likes monsters. Yeah, lots of monsters. <laughs> yeah. Love it. A handful of those monsters up there from her. Yeah, <laughs> nice. absolutely. Uh, I want to get into the name Front Porch Brewing, mm -hmm. but we do have to keep the lights on on the Brewers podcast. So. <laughs> Ryan? Take it away. Cue up the machine. Are you a solo artist, band, podcaster, or anyone else who needs recording services? Well, we got a place for you where your vision can become a reality. Welcome to Small Pond Studios, built by hand with heart and sweat equity by musicians for musicians. Go to smallpondstudios.io to reach out to get more information. And make sure you let them know that Brute sent you. Hey, Sound Guy Ryan here. Didn't know if you heard, but we're a part of the Hopped Up Network. There you'll find other informative podcasts about beer. So go ahead, follow them on social media, and visit them on their website, hoppedupnetwork.com, to learn more about the people, beer, and breweries from around the country. And until next time, thanks for listening. Cheers. So the name Front Porch Brewing, is that just because the name was around or available or like why did you name your Did you brewery? brew on a front porch? Yes, we did. Yes. So oh, cool. <laughs> in the beginning of this, it was like more of a collective, we were saying, and we struggled to identify ourselves because we had so many, we had too many cooks in the, in mm. the kitchen. Of course. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think like really we were just like, okay, well we brew on this front porch all year round. And the like, the male lady who would come there would be like joking, like, "You guys making meth on this?" Right now? <laughs> Do you have a beer named after the male lady? No, I wish should. we did. You should. <laughs> I know. Um, she, if only she could see us now. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Look where we got. Jokes on <laughs> you, <laughs> male lady. Yeah. <laughs> meth, more like beer. Yeah. 
Um, That's a great beer name. <laughs> I don't know if like the TTC like they want that, but like they probably reject us. Yeah. <laughs> try it. Try. <laughs> we'll come down. We'll do a collaboration beer. Oh my yeah. god, yes, oh, yeah. I love this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we were just like we were always brewing on the front porch in the backyard, and it just was so much easier because that's just what we were, you know. In Connecticut, especially in West Haven where we live, houses are predominantly with huge front porches because they're, you know, they're really old homes. Yeah. So that's just where we got our name from. And now we're thinking, we, we, we talk a little bit sometimes about like, is it still front porch brewing? You know what I mean? Like, like are you mm. considering a rebrand? We're, we are. We're, we were talking about it. We're, we're, you know, just because there's it's a lot. Just got around. that exclusive right there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just because, I mean, it, it, it would suck because you put so much energy into a brand yep. to do something like that. But there's also a lot of like trademark crap yep. going on with this name as well. So interesting. Yeah. And like Tiff yeah. said too, is like when we started, Technically, there are five of us originally homebrewing. Mm-hmm. And then before we even had the concept of the brewery, one of them kind of fell out. And then <clears throat> just over time, yeah, we had two more fall out. Now it's just the two of us. And like Tiff said, it's like, you know, is it still like the same? You've kind of it, grown it is, into but it's not. Different. Yeah. 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 I think, I feel like we're something kind of different. Like, I feel like we're kind of. Yeah. Beer, not meth. That's great. the name. There we go. No. <laughs> That's our new album. You're welcome. (laughs) No, but that's pretty cool. Like that you realize that, right? You're not just like, all right, we're stuck with this name, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's also a front porch brewing in Colorado, but they just put a U. P O U R. Porch, you biters! If you're listening to this, you're a bunch of biters. Yeah. 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 Stop sending us your bills. (laughs) Damn it! We literally get bills from them. Really? Oh my god! What are you gonna do? You know what I mean? They're across the country. It's, yeah. it's like, do you pay their bills? I'm screaming. Yeah, right. <laughs> we did once by accident. I was like, wait, did we already pay? Oh no! That's news to me. <laughs> Surprise! Um, I, I, I feel like this is a subject we don't want to get too deep into, so we'll move on. But um, just gonna keep talking shit about the other front. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Just bring it up. Just kidding. Because oh. right. I never tried your beer, but I bet you it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Whatever. Just okay. Um, <laughs> This space right here, um, what is it like when it's like fully capacity? Like, what's it like for you both to just see something that you've put your hands into and like you have a tap room full of people? Overwhelming. Yeah. I would say, <laughs> even like going to New York for events, like people in New York know who Front Porch is. It's so insane. Humbling. Yeah. That's awesome. Like, I mean, you always, I don't know, the dream of like being an artist is like to create something and then set it out into the world, right? People, you know, try it and experience it. So I think it's kind of like weirdly um, fulfilling. Yeah. Um, but I would say like our events and stuff like that, when there's like 500 people here, it's insane. Obviously, we have like the outside area all set up, but it's just a lot. Yeah. I mean, there's like a video of me where they're like trying to interview me and I'm just like, I, I slept for like two hours. Yeah. I was making a playlist while I was driving here. Like I'm just oh like God. trying to hide. Yeah. yeah. No matter how many events or things we've done or, you know, tastings or yeah, flea markets, it's, I always have like massive anxiety right before. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Like Normal. It, it never, it never goes away. You know, it's never like, oh, we've done this before. It'll be fine. It's not. It's every single time. But then it, like, as soon as like the flow's there and we get into it and everyone's good. Feels great. The it's holiday fine, yeah. flea market. Yeah. yeah. It is a really good feeling. It's so cool to see like a community. You know what I mean? Whether having that Halloween flea market was so awesome as you see people that like, whether they've like, you know, been just friends of ours and other bars that like would order our beer, you know, cause they like us and they're coming to support this event specifically here or, you know, 
mug club members or are we, you know, um, Yale Billiards is right across the street, like employees from there, like, you know, family. Yeah. It's, it's so cool to see like people pulled from so many different like yeah, spots just to come like support, you know, what we're doing. Yeah, I'm really excited for the Pink Flea this year because I haven't been able to do it since 2020, like right before COVID. But that event was like insane. I had like 27 female vendors of all different crafts. Yeah, like all the, we have the unit next door too. I don't think you guys have seen that space next door, but it used to be when we first got it, it was completely empty. (laughs) So I put, I put everybody in there. Um, But this year there's just so many people who are so interested in it because it was the first time anything like that had happened. I just wanted to like experiment a little bit more outside of beer Mm. because we were raising money for pink boots. But at the same time, I kind of wanted to raise money for other women who are just like out there making things. It doesn't necessarily have to be alcohol. Right. Um, So I'm really excited because like all of them are so hyped to come back and then I've got more people who want to come and participate in it. So it's like finding like the right feeling for everything you know which is the most exciting like part of it yeah for sure like curating it yeah obviously it's like super great and cool for all these people to come and like yeah your beer and we'll have a really good sale well yeah but it's good for them them too like also be strive right like coming to people like you know they're getting exposure obviously now social media it's so easy like you can walk around that whole space of all these vendors and literally probably like follow every single one yeah business accounts before you leave the room right Right. You know, like whether you're a longtime customer or even just buying stuff that day, it's like, it's awesome to have, uh, be the venue. For I was saying, be a role in yeah. that, right? Yeah. To kind yeah, of yeah. facilitate like Help out other local, you know, and that's the best part of this. It's like, that's what we've wanted. And that's yeah. what we want in general is just like really cater to like, you know, the people that are coming through this door right here. And, yeah. You know, take care of like our local community. Yeah, definitely. If you go back in the time machine and tell your younger self, you know, your straight out self, you're in 2009 in Boston. Don't uh, do it. Don't yeah. go into business with your fucking friends. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's like nonstop anxiety, I would say, okay. owning a business, <laughs> uh, especially in the alcohol industry. Sounds amazing. Um, yeah, we're dealing with a controlled substance, you know? Yeah. yeah. Obviously, yeah. they treat Definitely. that very, very, very seriously. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah. Just as we do, too. And it's just so much physical work mm-hmm. all the time. And mm. mental. Yes. How'd you go on vacation? I honestly, I go on vacation. This is the first time I really went and I didn't do anything while I was there. So that's beautiful, though. Yeah, it's nice actually. It's probably yeah. But then, like the next day when you get home, you're like, and I'm right back. (laughs) What have I missed? We're back. Oh my god. It is, you know, it's one. It's really you need to like have such a passion for anything, you know, whether it's beer or whatever you're getting into to start the business because it's not just like having a great brew day and seeing your. You know, having a great beer release, it's, you know, yeah. taking out the trash, mopping, literally, like, getting on your hands and knees and scrubbing. And, and you guys feel so calling small. Calling the state about um, forms that don't, no one knows how to fill out. Yeah. Oh, oh, fun. <laughs> yeah. Fun. Having someone, like, buy a, a four-pack off a shelf that was six months old and they're pissed off and, like, you know, dealing with damage control uh, and shit like that. It's everything, you know? It's yeah. Like, really, it, 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 like, yeah, Tiff said, it's, like, it's fucking, it's a lot, you know? Like... It's a lot, and it's you really like if that passion isn't like a hundred percent, you know. It's it's. I think it's really tough to get through it, or it would be. You know, I think we're yeah. the only reason we're still doing it is we just care so much. Unless you're lucky, <laughs> and you just like don't ever aspire to have your own place, and you just contract brew. Mm, I feel like yeah. you don't have to worry about anything. It's <laughs> like here's my recipe. Make it all. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, as long as it sells. Thanks, you guys. Sell, you True. True. <laughs> Why are Shelf people, space. speaking of that, why are people bought, grabbing French Port Brew? 
brewing. Um, honestly, going back to what we were just saying, I really hope it's like just the those relationships and connections we've built by having this bar right here. Um, and you know, they love you guys. Four years old now. That's what. Yeah, honestly, yeah. that's what we really try. We're one of those brands. You know, you look at not every brand is like you know face forward entirely. Yeah. I think that we try to just like own this. Like when people think front porch, it's like Ryan and Tiff. Like yeah. They, they know that. They know us Most probably personally. That's awesome though. Yeah. That's I really probably cool. serve them a beer somewhere else or here. Yeah. We've both been <laughs> yeah. in the, you know, the bar industry for the last decade, you know, before the brewery, still during the brewery, still yeah. to this day, you know, like I'm going to my, my night job right after this yeah. <laughs> yeah. to go manage. Um, so are you both, is this full-time gig for, I know it's not for you, but is this a full-time gig for you? Well, I would say like the hours we put in is definitely full-time between the both of us. And like, I just, I have so much student loan debt that I work another job. Yeah. yeah. I just can't Isn't afford to terrible? do it. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It, yeah. It's tough. It sucks to sit here and like, and we're such a small operation and obviously like COVID didn't help. Obviously the winter is mm-hmm. the slowest time. Yeah. But like, yeah, in a perfect world, I'd love if we were able to just like, you know, have a way higher amount of money coming in so we could just put that back into us so we can just be here <laughs> Survive all the time. and live. And yeah. Yeah. It will. Yeah. It will. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah. 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 yeah, we're trying. That's what it's now. It's just like the grind of like, yeah, like I, gotta, Even- I was here all day and I have to go to my job tonight. I'm going to wake up, you know, after going to bed at 2 a.m., after closing right. the bar, come right back here, go right. back there, back and forth. And Even when we go to like like festivals, we always have the longest line People are always like, who the hell is this? And I'm like, we've been open for four years. Yeah. Yeah. So to me, it's like there's so many new people coming into the craft beer scene all the time. Definitely. And so like experiencing and going to places and hanging out and finding your favorites where you feel comfortable, a brand that you find like represents maybe things that you want to see or taste in craft beer is is really awesome and I think like even when we go people always comment about the design of our cans which is like yeah they're really you know, rad branding is yeah. like on point with like who we are oh, as for people sure. and like the kind of image we want to like put out there so I feel like with all of those things it's like success is like at least we're like expressing ourselves to our fullest ex- extent you know yeah. I'd agree with that yeah. yeah, whether it goes over well or not with the general public, like at the end of the day, at least we know that we're... You're true to you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's important. It is, important. Don't lose sight of that, you yeah. know? Yeah. Definitely. Um, I'm good with questions. Yeah. Like, thank you so much. This yeah. has been, like, awesome. Awesome. Ryan, yeah. do you have a question? Thank you, guys. Oh. Um, it's just really, I can see the passion for what you're doing. I can thank s- you. feel that, you know, it sucks. I've worked two, three jobs at once. I, I know mean, that. I work two jobs and I do this yeah. and I'm helping out with Pink Boots now as well. Like, oh, it's, awesome. it's just like nonstop, right? Yeah. And I just yeah. am so passionate about like you guys and yeah. it's a lot of work, but like you do it because you love it. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah. When you're passionate about it, yeah. Yeah. work is obviously it's tough, but you know it's fulfilling. Right. And it's, it's easy. It. Exactly. It, it's easy yeah. to get discouraged. It is. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's ups and downs always. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, there's several times I remember sitting here just being like, Fuck it. I'm just going to put my key on the bar and, <laughs> yeah. and run away. Yeah. Yeah. Going to Vermont. No, but I, I, <laughs> never. the beer is great. That we Thank you. Today. The beer is yeah. amazing. Thank you. Uh, make sure yes. you guys take some stuff to go. Yeah. Oh. And we yes. had the Quantum Funk. Yes. Just That's what we had. had. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just decided to pour everyone. Yeah. I don't it's all right. It we great. loved it. It was amazing. Um, but more importantly, we want people to come here so you can quit your full-time jobs. Yes. <laughs> so uh, if your lip. employers are listening, we're just kidding. It was a joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, how can, where are you located? Where are you located? What are your hours of operation currently? Uh, we're at 226 North Plains Industrial Road. You'll see a sign out front that says Front Porch Brewing. Wallingford. We are open... 
What did I say? Wallingford. Oh, I forgot Wallingford. <laughs> um, just, you know, you can just, just Google, Google it. Just Google it. Yeah, you'll yeah. find it. I know. I know. <laughs> Our hours are up to date on every platform except for CT Brewers um, Maps Ooh. app. Oh. Don't look at that. I wish you told us because we interviewed someone earlier. We could have fixed that real quick. Looking at you, guy. <laughs> but um, we're open Thursdays from 3 to 8, Friday from 3 to 9, Saturday 12 to 9, and Sunday 1 to 6. Yeah. And as always, we cool. always suggest our listeners, please go to their website or their social media before going to the brewery because we would hate that you listen to this episode in like June and it's different hours. So, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Also follow us on social media. Yeah, follow Give social them a media. follow. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. That's what makes you cool these days. Yeah. <laughs> and there's always pictures of like dogs. Yeah. Uh, dogs are love right. dogs. Who doesn't love dogs? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Haters. We got the, the biscuit boys here. Yeah. Ooh, biscuit boys. The biscuit boys. Yeah. It's like Limp Biscuit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> way cooler. There oh, might yeah, be. Yeah, way cooler. Fred Durst is here. That's wicked cool. <laughs> But uh, yeah, thank you again for doing this. And uh, we're going to drink more beer. And we got one more interview after this tonight. And then <laughs> I can you. cuddle Ryan all night. Woohoo! He won't let me. <laughs> Keeps trying. We shared a bed and there was three feet between us on this queen bed. I don't know even how we had It was a full. I think oh my it was God. queen. It wasn't even a queen. Really? No. You still had space? You make a pillow wall, Ryan? You put up that nice pillow wall between the two? No, no I just farted a bit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I stayed away. It's still a wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. It is a wall. Well, thank you. Thank you for doing this. And good luck with everything. Thank Seriously. Yeah, thanks for having us, guys. Thank you. Cheers. 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 Cheers.